The Plumbing Professional is sponsored by Blue Frog Plumbing and Drain. Welcome to The Plumbing Professional, a podcast for plumbers by plumbers, where we break down plumbing problems into simple processes. I'm one of your hosts, James Walker. And I'm your other host, Jack Pruitt. Jack, today we're going to be talking about the no-nos of plumbing. And I know that in your history, you've probably had a thousand things that you've seen go wrong or little stupid moments that you've had or unfortunate moments that weren't stupid, but that were just kind of dangerous. So I want to hear some of the stories from a a guy who's been around a long time in the plumbing trade for for these guys that are rolling wheels to know what to look for and to know what not to do and and to be aware of out there. What's some stuff that comes to your mind when I say that? Great, James. We'll give everybody a great laugh today, and it's all on me. You know, one time there was a – my guys get called out because there was a water leak, and they really expected to have a water leak. And, man, they looked around. They looked for this water leak, and they couldn't find this water leak. And all of a sudden, one of them sees the water coming out of a clean-out. And the water was going down the drain. And so they could, so they thought that for some odd reason that the water penetrated the sewer line, broke underneath the slab, penetrated the sewer line, and went down the drain. So they jackhammered this woman's floor up. <laughs> right. And it was a temperature and pressure valve that had tied into the sewer line. So make sure instead of having a water leak, you may not have a water leak. It might be a temperature and pressure valve. Ah, good to know. Um, now, what about you? I know you told me a story before of, uh, I don't want to get into your business, but uh, I remember you told me once that you saw some sparking happen, and it happened to do with the way that the house was wired or different things, that you actually got a pretty good shock doing stuff. What are some cautionary tales? <laughs> this had to be about 25, 26, 7 years ago, and uh, one of the first time I was out on the truck by myself, and I was running a sewer line, and it was a... Um, kitchen sink line that had stopped up and they had galvanized pipe Hmm. an old house galvanized pipe i put my cable in the line and it's sparking and i'm thinking what in the heck is going on man there's some sparks going on in here it looks like a fourth of july light show this is hilarious and i'm just you know what i guess i just had something go wrong with my brain i didn't think about it and so the house wasn't grounded right. It was grounded to the sewer pipe. And so I keep running the line, and I'm running the line, and I can tell when the line opened up. You could hear a little gurgle, and, doop, doop, and then it starts draining. So I pull my gloves off, and I'm still touching the sewer machine, and I turn on the water to see if it, it's all going down and to flush it out, and that just by touching the machine and the water line the faucet it shocked me wow so that was on an older house so if you see something like that don't keep running your machine and is there anything that's the older houses they might be uh either wired or electrically or something so some certain way that you're going to see problems like that where electricity or electrocution might be more of an issue for you one thing about it that a long time ago they grounded things to the sewer pipe because okay. it was a galvanized pipe. They do not do that anymore. It's against the code to do that. So you probably won't come across that, but in case you do, don't keep running your machine. And that's going to be what's indicative. You'll see sparks or something else like that. Any other things that you've seen with regards to grounding of people, uh, be it on roofs or other things that you've seen, hey, cautionary, just don't do this or be aware of that? 
not on the grounding of the sewer lines anymore but um i did see i have seen people fall off of houses mm. and so if it's a steep house make sure that uh, if you are going up there take the safety precautions mm. um i hate for plumbers to crawl up on top of the house and run down through then it's not safe and they shouldn't be doing that a couple other things running a machine uh Probably the funniest thing I ever seen wasn't with my company, and it wasn't really funny at that time because it was very serious, but there was a, another plumbing company on the side of the road, so of course I'm paying attention and looking to see who that was that I thought got my job, see? And there was a guy hollering in, in the ditch by a clean out, and I thought, what the heck is going on? So I stopped, and this guy had run his cable down. It had hit something solid. It had uh, torqued up on him, and the cable came out and wrapped around his hand, oh, wow. and it almost cut his fingers off. Well, I've actually heard kind of a gross joke that says you're not an experienced plumber if you've got all your fingers so that's kind of stuff that happens i mean is this relatively common in the trade it happened a lot more when they had open face drums okay now most of the drums are closed face so uh, there is still a lot of open face drums out there as well though so if you do run into something don't try hard to just jam the cable in the in the sewer drain Uh, take it easy on that machine and it'll take it easy on you what about with dig jobs? What are any major precautions you need to take or scenarios that you say, hey, really watch out for this when you're doing digs? Wow. One time I seen a backhoe, and I guess I should go ahead and tell the full story. It was my company. <laughs> and we were digging from the house to the alley, and they had a fence at the alley, so we had to turn around the backhoe, and we had to, we dug half of it, and then we I got off the line, turned around the backhoe, and dug the other half to where we were. And getting the backhoe out, we were going to lift it up and just scoot it across the ditch. Right. One of the wheels fell in the ditch, and we almost turned the backhoe over, and it's like, oh, my goodness, everybody jump out and push. You know, (laughs) so be careful when you're doing things like that. Uh, now, I know that there's, you know, regulations if you're doing uh, larger dig jobs. The further down the, you go, the more you have to brace the walls. Anything, I mean, not just bracing the walls for anything else, but also running across other lines. Uh, any any other things that you'd say, hey, make sure you're watching out for this, or that's a no-no, or this is a no-no when you're doing stuff? Watch out for uh, electronic lines in the ground anymore. You have to have dig tests, and you have to call dig tests within 24 hours, and sometimes you can say emergency dig tests. We need somebody out there immediately. We have run over a fiber optic line as well. Also, watching out, watch out how deep you dig. Make sure that if you are deep enough and you need shoring, shore that ditch up. If not, make sure that it's beveled out far enough so it's not going to cave in on someone. Mm-hmm. And with the internal house, not just the digs, be it going through processes of your evaluation or inspection, any other things that are really big no-nos to just bypass or watch out for while you're going through inside the house, not on the dig, but on the inside? Some of the big no-nos that I've seen is plumbers are notorious for taking channel locks and just using channel locks for everything. And I've seen them take faucets off with channel locks and put the channel locks on chrome, right. and you know so it dings up the chrome and it and it makes it look real ugly and sharp edges and stuff. So don't use use the proper tool for the yeah. proper thing. 
you might have some rubber sleeves for the uh, teeth on the uh, channel locks but you know what it's it's very tedious work sometimes we get in a hurry and we want to just get things off and then i've seen somebody not only using channel locks one time they had a screwdriver and a hammer to try to get the basket strainer out of the sink mm -hmm. ding up the sink on the on the stainless steel sinks and so it makes it tough sometimes to make sure that we use the right tools. Yeah, as my dad always said, never use the wrong tool for the right job. And I can tell you, I've tried to use screwdrivers <laughs> when, you know, it seemed to work. But once you get that right tool, it, it functions perfectly. But that wrong tool, it just ruins everything. So you're just saying make sure you're using the right tools for things. Any last thoughts about the no-nos of uh, professional plumbing? Also, if you're crawling underneath the house, you know, make sure that there's plenty of ventilation and make sure that there's an in and an out, not just one in and an out in case if you're doing a water line. One time we had a water line and that, that broke underneath the house. The house was on pier and beam. Yeah. And so we, uh, the only way to get under it was to tunnel underneath, just a little bit underneath the backside. Yeah. And that hole filled up with water. Ooh. So now, instead of uh, way out, we didn't have a way out. We had to go through the water to get out. So that was very dangerous. Asha would have, you know, nailed me on that. So, yeah. you know, be careful. Be very safe out there. A lot of times we're not near as safe as what we should be. Jack, it's been great talking to you. We'll see you guys on the next podcast episode. And y'all have an awesome day. Thank you very much and have a fantastic day. The Plumbing Professional is sponsored by Blue Frog Plumbing and Drain. Blue Frog is a national plumbing network that focuses on creating the optimal opportunity for its plumbers by providing an amazing experience for their customers. For more information, check out bluefrogplumbing.com.